And I got into him quite late. So I actually only really, it was sort of early 20s when I got into him. Um, and I think either money or uni, I didn't, I didn't actually, my first um, e, um, e Street show was 2008 at the Emirates. And I'm being a Tottenham Hotspur fan. That was very weird because they're like our rival club. <laughs> but it was, um, so in terms of getting into Bruce, um, I just remember playing Monopoly <laughs> at my mate's house. Uh, and he was put, he put on Dot on his side of the town. He was like, oh, I just hear this guy Dot on his town. I was like, and I rem- all I remember was I was saying, oh, play that song again. That was amazing. And he just kind of like, he played it and we played it and he played it and he played it. It's like, oh my God, this is amazing. And that's kind of what kicked it off. Then I think before on my 21st birthday, I got the Live in New York City DVD. And I remember watching that at uni. And I think that was what kind of tipped me over the edge in terms, in a good way. Uh, I just remember watching that over and over and over again. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson. We are doing another timey-wimey episode where it is my morning, my guest's afternoon. Uh, Jane Schofield, welcome very much to the podcast. Thanks very much for having me. Good to be on here. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself to my guests. Cool. So, um, yeah, thanks for having me on board. So, um, so I am a guitar teacher based in uh, Finch Hampstead, Wokenham, Berkshire, quite near Reading Festival. I'm sure some of you listeners out there might have heard of Reading Festival. So uh, I'm a full-time guitar teacher and also my part-time, although sometimes it gets to uh, full-time, um, is um, do a run of Bruce Springsteen Guitar Lessons YouTube channel. Um, so it's just a dedicated site. I found, you know, a few years ago that... Oh, hang on a minute. Well, yeah, there's not many good Bruce guitar lessons on YouTube. And um, uh, there are some, obviously, a lot of the famous ones there on there. So, um, yeah, and I've done been doing that for about three years now, and it's going really well. It's getting bigger and bigger. And, um, yeah, it's good fun. So I make backing tracks, uh, and I transcribe the stuff. So, you know, when people watch the videos, they can see the kind of actual sheet music go along it's, it's my own interpretation so i'm not like official um i hope bruce if he's here you know he doesn't sue me <laughs> especially if he's just been bought out by you know the, the whole sony thing i was like oh no hopefully but um uh yeah no it's good fun and um yeah i'll get a lot of good comments people love seem to find it really useful got you know um this my third well actually you you've got a, i saw you've got a patreon account so i'm on this thing called subscribe star which is the same so people from all over the world are like signing up and getting tabs and um yeah um in terms of bruce um i um i've seen him 37 times 11 countries like i got i was definitely a bit of an addict <laughs> i literally as soon as he booked a tour i was like i can't afford this but i will work it out later on <laughs> Well, I, I will want to be talking about that later. I think that's amazing. Um, you know, I, we, I stumbled across your YouTube channel and just was fascinated. Um, I am not a musician. Um, and I realize it's never too late to start, but it, Definitely at not, 62, no, yeah. it's just I've never taken the time. My father was a big guitar player, uh, but I've never taken time to learn. And um and there's always something else, but I'm fascinated by, you know, the people that do play and get to go. And so I reached out to you and I said, hey, any chance you want to talk Bruce? And, That's great. That's and great. Said, yeah. Yes, anytime. Uh, yeah. So before we get to Bruce, though, I always like to go to the beginning. So talk about where did you grow up and, and what kind of music were your family listening to when you were a kid? That's a great question. So yeah, I've, I've pretty much lived in this area. I lived in London for like... I think it's since I was three, then I've moved over here. So this is going to, again, the, the place that people remember 
Reading Festival is quite a famous one. So I'm about 20 minutes away from there. And I used to go there a lot. So in terms of um, what I grew up on, it's, it's quite interesting because my dad, um, he sadly passed away in 2008, but he, he wasn't a big music fan, but his vinyl collection was amazing. And he had like, he saw the Rolling Stones in like a pub in Putney, you know, had some really good stories. So although he wasn't huge into music, you know, I remember seeing his vinyl collection and he had lots of the classic, you know, the original Beatles records. Uh, and my mum, it's probably more of a music um, person. Obviously, I've got my own, you know, teenager, you know, rebellious. Well, not really rebellious. I was never. <laughs> um, but she was big into sort of Motown, which I love. And you now I remember she sort of saw sort of Roy Orbison and uh, uh, the Walker Brothers. And then she's also, yeah, so I've got into a lot of Motown because my mum. And then also, um, yeah, stuff like Simon Garfunkel which is great. So, um, yeah. Um, and again, a lot of it in terms of growing up, you know, you know, when I was sort of 13, 14, you know, UK, it was Blur and Oasis. And that's what really started. And I started playing guitar. It was a cheap Argos. I don't know if they have Argos in the States. Uh, what's that? Argos. So anyway, it's just basically yeah. like a, it was just a, a cheapest guitar. Okay. And that was when I was 14. And then, ever from you know ever since that you know i've really been getting into more and more bands and um mm -hmm. it's it's interesting actually a lot of stuff my favorite stuff so i'm coming up to 39 my favorite stuff is actually 60s 70s 80s really i do listen to some modern music when there's something really grabs my attention right and i still go to music festivals uh, and things like that um yeah, a lot of Bruce, uh, obviously. Yeah. Um, it's weird because the YouTube, if I'm having to listen to the same song for 20, 30 hours a week, and dissecting it, I won't actually listen to much Bruce outside of that. Um. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's, you know, it's the old busman holiday, right? The idea of since you're, it's your gig, you, you, you know, you won't, I could see like, okay, I need to cleanse my palate. Exactly. For yeah, yeah. Kind of music because of this doing it. Um, no, I can't complain. It's, it's been good. Again, yeah. I, I, I can see myself doing it for quite a few years, as long as nothing goes wrong and I get sued or whatever. Yeah, I was <laughs> laughing when you mentioned that because um, the I'm no longer part of the the network I was in. Um, my the guy who owned the network decided to kind of get out of podcasting full time for a while, so he he let us kind of spin off our own podcast. And one of the things he was always incredibly um, cautious about was playing song clips. You know, he's like, do yeah. not, you know, they're, they're, these big corporations will give us problems. And I always kind of, you know, I love him so much, so I didn't push back too much. But in my mind, I would always think, okay, but all these other podcasts when they're discussing a song, we'll play them. To, yeah, right? I mean, so yeah. go ahead. No, I was going to say, um, so with the YouTube side of things, you know, 80 to 90% of my stuff is copyright claimed. So it, it's not in their interest to, because they get about 200 pounds a month. So I don't know what that work is out in dollars. So it's quite a lot of money every month. And that's fine because it's not my songs. And um it's kind of my own version um so, so that's great so so with the youtube stuff you know again pr unless it's some sort of random b-side like i don't know mr outside or fact that i think that even got that got the youtube bots got so yeah. that's, that's not a problem you know so uh, it's um um but you never know it depends you know um on artist to artist and obviously this new thing that's come out about bruce selling his um publishing rights to you know to sony so that might have an impact but Maybe I'm being paranoid and I shouldn't worry about it. And people love it. So, yeah. And I do think that's a dinner because I had not thought of that side of it. Um, that while, you know, Sony is a huge corporation, so they would have the bandwidth. I always assume, you know, maybe wrong if um, the, especially if you're trying to promote it and, and, you know, I try to keep it to a very, when I do have 
lengths it's a very i try to keep it under you know 30 to 45 seconds yeah, you know, yeah at the most a yeah. minute so that we can do that uh, but there is um you know if you google bruce covers you know you have thousands of people on oh, youtube yeah. doing I, songs I, right I, and they're going to get the money because the, the youtube algorithm is very clever i don't know how you know, the ones and zeros work yeah. but it's all actually quite random but because i make backing tracks yeah um i think it's more likely to get picked up but that but again even if i didn't make backing tracks i'm quite happy to have you know they they they're all copyright pretty much all copyright claims so it's actually in yeah. bruce's interest and the record labels to keep me going hopefully if they want their 200 pound a month yeah <laughs> from the adsense revenue so yeah yeah so um you've kind of talked a little bit but in in you answered one of my questions in advance you said that you didn't really rebel you didn't go through a you know a lot of times people do that in their teenage years they kind of rebel against their parents music find their own and then later you know in the middle 20s or 30s even you might go oh wait a minute that was pretty cool yeah but, I, mean, I suppose that's yeah. yeah go ahead i was gonna say it's probably softened a little bit you know Mm -hmm. You get that kind of, you know, and I used to read the NME in the UK quite a lot um, when it was really good, I think, in the sort of the early 2000s. So yeah. I was always like, uh, but now, yeah, I've come to appreciate a lot more stuff, I suppose. So I don't know, again, whether it, it be Scott, you know, the Walker Brothers or so. Yeah, and I definitely yeah. think that's kind of, I, mean, I definitely had my own start um, interest in terms of obviously the, 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 the Blur and Oasis and then, yeah. Obviously, later a lot of more American stuff. Um, um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't say I've completely rebelled. It's obviously I've, you know I've taken you know Rolling Stones. You know my dad yeah. loved those, so I've got all of that stuff. I mean, they're amazing. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so James, when can you? When did you discover Bruce? And if you can explain to my audience or kind of share. What about him spoke to you? Okay, so it's interesting. I was, I was thinking about, you might ask me this question. And I was, um, so I remember this was years ago um, and I got into him quite late. So I actually only really, it was sort of early twenties when I got into him. Um, and I think either money or uni, I didn't, I didn't actually, my first um, E um, Street show was 2008 at the Emirates and being a Tottenham Hotspur fan, that was very weird because they're like our rival club. <laughs> but it was, um, so in terms of getting into Bruce, um, I just remember playing Monopoly at my mate's house uh, and he would put, he put on Dot on his side of the town. He was like, oh, I just hear this guy Dot on his town. I was like, and I, all I remember was I was saying, oh, play that song again. That was amazing. And he just kind of was like, he played it and we played it and he played it and he played it. It's like, oh my God, this is amazing. And that's kind of what kicked it off. Then I think before on my 21st birthday, I got the Live in New York City DVD. And I remember watching that at uni. And I think that was what kind of tipped me over the edge in terms of, in a good way. Uh, I just remember watching that over and over and over again. Uh, in terms of what spoke to, I suppose it was a lot of things really. It was the energy uh that kind of aggression especially obviously when i listen to Donnie's on this town um again being a musician and studying music it was that kind of perfect sort of blend between sort of pop music in terms of like the the, the pop sort of melodies and obviously those sort of really um sort of uh, strong lyrics and really kind of like um sort of aggressive i think other ways to explain it and yeah and i think it was the, the live stuff and again as soon as i started watching live versions that was just completely blew me away uh, and i remember not listening to once i really got into bruce i didn't really much listen to anything else i was like well everything else just seems completely tame compared to this i was just yeah it was amazing i was completely obsessed um and I was, the obsession obviously didn't wane so much but i literally listened to bruce to death so i have to have periods where i don't listen to him and actually uh, what's been interesting about the youtube stuff is actually some of the songs i didn't like before i've actually had more of an appreciation so in terms of the instrumentation so if i'm recording a backing track i've got to look at the drums and i, I now think you know max is 
I always thought he was great, but now I'm just like, wow, he's that he's so spot on and he's not um, and he's not doing too much. He's not just going crazy on fills. He's just doing exactly what he's been told to do. And then you sort of think all the all the layers. You know, I'm doing making a born drum backing track today. I was thinking, oh, it's that Glockenspiel, and there's all these little things, nuances that I hadn't heard before, which has been great. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner. And Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash Pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash Pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash Pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. You know, I was going to ask you that, and it's, it's a perfect segue. Um is there times because you know sometimes i'm a huge uh fan of uh pen and teller and the pen does a podcast and he will have other um magicians on the show and they'll talk yeah. about it and they'll say that often if the audience knows how the trick is done the magic is lost and lit not you know uh, the, right. that that feeling and so i wondered about as you break down a song to be able to teach it and to uh you know perform it and lecture it and you know go through that are there songs that the more you look at it the less magic you see you know, do you have you you've you've shared that there are sometimes songs that you would have rated mediocre, my words, not yours, like an average song. And then yeah, once yeah, you're yeah. into it, you go, oh, my God, this I didn't realize the complexity and the genius of this till I kind of really explored it is the opposite happened where you like originally like, oh, this is great. And then when you start croaking down, you're like, OK, now I'm a little tired of this one. <laughs> um. I, su I suppose the, the only time I get sort of tired is, is if I'm recording it over and over again and I'm having to loop the same bar, you know, over and over again. That's more just like, oh, I need a break. It's not so much, uh, I, I would say, yeah, I would say it's definitely the opposite in terms of I would say I appreciate it more um, because yeah. I can think, oh, that's so clever, you know, how he's yeah. done this or yeah. how he's layered it up. Um and interesting enough, as a guitar teacher and obviously doing a guitar lesson channel, there's so many songs where actually half it's just piano. 
-hmm. and the guitar is actually really low down. So even doing Born to Run, obviously when he plays it live, it's a whole new kettle of fish. Yeah, so a lot of my sort of subscribe stars, which is basically the same as Patreon, they request a lot of live versions because again, as we all know, the whole live stuff is a completely different element. And then you have kind of I don't know. I remember really needed a rest after to improve it all night seventy eight because that took me hours and hours to do that guitar intro. Um, And you again, you appreciate even more. And what's interesting is. I found out more things that he does. And I think that, you know, things like um, he changes the key a lot live. And that might be because, I know, maybe his voice can't take the original key as much. So there's lots sure. of people sort of say, oh, it's definitely got to be Capo 2 on the guitar. And I'm like, well, it wasn't in this show and it could be another. So that's that's another element that's just really interesting. Um, and obviously, I, I'm learning more and more. So with the Born to Run this week, I'm thinking, I realize I've been playing it on my covers band wrong for 10 years. <laughs> oh, how funny. Uh, so I don't know if you've, if, if you've had a chance to watch the, the just new release, the No Nuke show. Have you been able to see that? Not, not yet. No, because I'm, okay. I'm, I'm basically, I'm all bruised out. Uh, okay. I will definitely yeah. watch Can it. Imagine that. I'm not judging. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely will watch um um definitely will watch it i, I do I, you know i find the late 70s stuff is just, uh, just incredible so um whether it be the kind of you know stuff on youtube like the thrill hill vault stuff and the mm-hmm. and the pasak is it how do i pronounce that obviously all the all the approval all night stuff and oh love it i love it yeah so um yeah it'll definitely be watched yeah um, so one of the things I, I'd be curious to hear what you think about is um, my friend Terry Smith and I, um, we have an episode coming out like on Monday where we kind of discuss the the film and the music and spoilers, we liked it. Uh, but um, <laughs> one of the things I brought up and Terry agreed is um, the band looked so small back then. Because it's Bruce and Stephen and Gary. We've got Danny and Roy, Clarence and Max. There's no Niels. Yeah. There's no Susan, Susie. There's Patty, no, yeah. no Patty. Um, and, you know, you're like, they only have two guitars at this point. And now <laughs> then, you know, they have. Yeah tons of guitars right sometimes it could be like five guitars on the stage yeah yeah absolutely because you know um patty plays the guitar sometimes Susie, instead of her violin will have a guitar yeah you've got niels and steven and bruce right so it is um what kind of puts your critical hat on um and this is a dumb question but you know in my mind, right, it's been really nice having Niels and Steven, like having both parts when they tour live, having the different guitar styles. And it is funny that, you know, when you look at the 78, Bruce was doing so much more of the guitar solo. The guitar, 100%. The guitar, right, that now they do. So just thoughts on that, General. So that's a great question. So funny, I get a lot about that. And you see sort of random YouTube stuff. And it's like, oh, why is, why is there five guitars on stage? But that's another thing I talk about a lot in my um, videos is, is firstly, Bruce is almost delegating more stuff in the last 20, 30 years. Yes. Now, in terms of, and, and, and a, lot, a lot of what Bruce is doing live, he's, he's actually just coloring it. So he's kind of doing sort of picking, whereas in the late seventies, he'd be going full out, um, you know, full on chords, bar chords, power chords. And then Steve would be doing, so in terms of what's actually coming out, it's not actually any extra. Um, a lot of the time, and again, they're acoustic, it's really low down, like Patty, there's not, they're not gonna crank up Patty right. and Susie. It's really minimal and it's just, um, sort of adding that extra texture. And Bruce is clearly very clever. And mm-hmm. the way that the arrangements are done is that often they'll be playing the same chord. This to say Bruce was playing an E to say down here. And then mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, Nils might have a capo on fret two and play a D chord. Yeah. And then um, 
Steve will be playing an E up the other end of the deck. So actually, they're all playing. All it is is almost kind of getting that um, the layers and the because for me, actually, one of my favorite live periods. Again, I didn't see any then, but just from that live in New York City, that yeah. reunion tour, I think is actually I think they've got the balance like perfect. I think, um, but I, I kind of love all of it. I like that kind of rawness of the early stuff where there's less stuff going on and it's less yeah. less kind of polished. You know, well. It is polished, but it's kind of that that rougher sound. No, I, I understand. There's a, a pardon the cliche, a youthful energy, right? Like I know yeah. in the film, I'm sure you've seen the promo where, you know, he turns yeah. 30 during this time and he talks about it's all downhill from here, you know, and it's like, <laughs> oh, little did you know, Bruce. Um, and, uh, you know, I love, I love it all and I, Early in the my podcast, uh, I would ask that my guest, you know, what what would you choose? Would you rather the core E Street Band or like the High Hopes Wrecking Ball, where they did the E Street Orchestra, basically, where you know they had the horn section, they had the backup singers, uh, and you know, I love both versions. I love. Yeah. There's something beautiful about that High Hopes and Wrecking Ball tour where they had, you know, 15, 20 people on stage and just hearing yeah. all that. It, it It's very different than. Yeah. Yeah. So any thoughts on that? Uh, I know I would say it's it's um, I, I feel kind of the same way that, you know, if I had a time machine. Yeah. I, you know, I go to Hammersmith 75 and I go to those. New York, uh, no nuke shows, and I go to the you yeah. know, Pasek shows, and I go all to all that. But at the same time, I think I've seen some absolutely incredible shows, and I think there's benefits to both. So that nowadays they almost have to be tighter, and they've, they've worked at the arrangements a little bit more. Uh, so that there's so many benefits of having, and again, those kind of backing singers are, are great. You know, that's Cindy and all that lot and the, yeah. the horns and um, one thing and one song is definitely on my list um, is uh, New York City Serenade with the fall. That's one song I've, I've seen 37 shows. And I, you know, when you see that Rome video on YouTube with the orchestra, yeah. Oh, I would love to see that. Live. So I was lucky enough. I, I attended at the end of the river tour, the second river tour, he did that three night set in Jersey, you know, at the um, MetLife Stadium. Yeah, yeah. And I was there on the second night, and he opened with the strings oh, doing wow, New York so Serenade. Jealous. It was beautiful. <laughs> and uh, they he brought them back to do um, the um, Jack of All Trades with strings, ah, cool. oh, which was wow. beautiful. Uh, yeah, I... I do think it's amazing, um, you know, and I, I also, I understand emotionally too, you know, after losing Danny, that was pretty bad, but losing Clarence, you know, Clarence in a lot of ways was the, yeah. the face of East Street, you know, if, if, if yes. it's not Bruce, yeah. it's Clarence, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and to, we joke like they had to bring in four people to replace just him. And I think part <laughs> of that is, you know, luckily Jake ended up being uh, a great person, wonderful oh, yeah. to the fans, a good musician, great stage presence as yes, well. You know, so he had a lot to live up to. Yes, and so he ended up, you know, making <clears throat> that. Uh, so it was good. Um, you mentioned two thousand eight was your first show, correct? Well, actually, it was two thousand seven Seeker Sessions. I'm talking okay. Uh, East okay. Street. No, right. that should be dismissed because I could. Uh, no, no, I no, no. I mean, that's <laughs> that, you know, that is kind of right. I, that's what we do, right? Is uh, yeah, yeah. Well, 2007 was my first, you know, it wasn't E Street Band. Um, so, that's Seeker Sessions. Interesting. So, yeah. Seeker Sessions in Manchester. Um, because mm -hmm. I went, I was in Liverpool Uni at the time, and, okay. and I just got the bus over there, and I loved it. Uh, and obviously. Uh, in fact, I've done some, again, as I was saying, there's a few songs I wouldn't have listened to as much. Yeah. But I've had a few, I think I did If I Should Fall Behind, uh, the Seeker yeah. Sessions. And actually, I was like, oh, wow. Again, this is this re-kind of 
helped me appreciate this song a hell of a lot more. Um, and obviously, the main stuff that obviously I've, I've always been into is, is the, the rockier stuff. Yes. Again, I do love some of the acoustic stuff. Most of the stuff I like, you know, as Prince sings says, I'm a rocker. You know, and I, well, that's... <laughs> you know, James, I agree with you. And, and I, If I Should Fall Behind is a great song, a very... I often will print those lyrics out. And if someone I know is getting married, I'll kind of include that in the gift card, you know, oh, or the cool. little yeah. the, the little card with their gift. And I will have, you know, hey, this is, I think, one of the best songs about marriage. And um, definitely, but, yeah, definitely. Um, I definitely agree that kind of changing it almost into a waltz, you know, that style, the Seeger Sessions one of the best versions uh, you know i yeah no I, yeah i would take yeah. it any way i could get it i've never heard it live but hearing yeah. that you know like um live in dublin you know i got the cd and the the <clears throat> blu-ray and i went oh my goodness you know because it's such a beautiful intro and and i just I was amazed by that. The other one is uh, Open All Night, you know, yeah, with that yeah. band is there's such an energy and it 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 almost changes the meaning of the song. Yes, because you're hearing it in a different light. So, yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. I agree with that. I know I love all that sort of stuff when you're hearing something. Com- Sorry, I was hitting my keyboard. Yeah. That's okay. sound. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, are there other songs you can think of? And, and if you can't, I can always cut this out, but um, <laughs> problem. the, you know, cause I had never thought about this before. And because you do listen with a quote unquote critical ear as a teacher, are there other songs maybe you can think of that the, the style and almost changes the meaning of the song or the feeling of the song. Like, like I'll give you a quick, you know, I'm going to end this with the Mary question. And, but I had a guy answer once that he said that he believed that if the thun, if the whole band performs Thunder Road, Mary gets in the car because the end of the song is like triumphant. They're driving away. He said yeah. when Bruce does it acoustically, he believes Mary doesn't get in the car. And that's right. why, because he ends kind of, na-na-na-na-na-na, you know. And, uh, and I always thought that was a fascinating, you know, version of thinking about the terms. So can you think of any songs right offhand and that you may go, yeah, depending on the style or version, it kind of feels a different meaning or a different version. Uh, so it's, the one obvious one would obviously have to be Born in the USA, right. uh, the acoustic. And that's pretty obvious. Um, in terms of the, the, like, I feel it, it hits home more is, yeah. is that kind of, again, I'll just go back to that uh, live New York City, is that promise uh, piano. Uh, yes. I feel for me that's just more haunting than when you hear it on that kind of, you know, the promise, it's the full band version. Again, yeah. I love both. Um, I absolutely love all of them. Um, and obviously the Born in the USA, the acoustic one, it's just a hell of a lot darker. And um, with just him, the acoustic guitar. So I was never a fan of that blues version. I just didn't care for it. And so like, if I'm listening to tracks, I would, oh, I'm going to skip that. And then, um, I, I got lucky enough to get a ticket to the first round of Broadway. And so I was able to go. And when he talks about going at the draft board and, you know, his father is saying, that's good. That's good. He was drafted. And, and then Bruce says, but I often wonder who went in my place. And it goes to that blue version. I was blown away i mean i'm just like oh my gosh how could i I, it truly was you know um saul at damascus you know i mean you know the light shined and my eyes opened and i went oh my god i i've been an idiot yeah and then i i want to hear your thoughts but one other thing just to, to just share in context 
we're watching Broadway on DV, you know, on the Netflix. Yeah. And um, my wife, um, and I think she is not alone. She went, oh my God, I've never really thought what that song meant before. Yeah. And she goes, oh my goodness, this is amazing. You know, and her, her whole, you know, and, and my son who's 32 was, he said, oh my gosh, this was so powerful, the thought about yeah. it. So yeah, I think you're spot on that the different versions of that song mean so much different things. Yeah, and again, it's, it's I mean, I love the original Born in the USA. Sure. Um, it's, it's, it's great, but I think obviously it was just, you had the whole Reagan stuff and, and yeah. also just the fact that the musicality of it, it sounds oh, Born in the USA, yeah. and, you know, we all know that. Um, but again, also, I mean, to be fair, simple listen to the verses is quite, you've got all the, the Viet Cong stuff. Um, yeah. But again, you're not going to, because it's such a, you know, uh, upbeat kind of music wise, you know, yeah. it's, it's fair enough that people haven't listened to it and zoned in on it. You know, you, you know, yeah, at first, I, unless you've listened to it loads and loads, you're like, well, hang on a minute. What's this singing yeah. out there? So, <clears throat> and, and I do think, you know, uh, Dave Marsh once said, you know, that Bruce chose that arrangement. I mean, there was yeah. a reason he wanted it to be an anthem. There was something he wanted to do that. Um, very fascinating. Um, you talk to me a little bit, maybe some stories from shows. You've said you've done 37 shows in 11 different countries. Um, any fun interesting tales or either highlights of live shows or adventures pre or post concert uh well lots of um do you know obviously the badlands um there's a, t a travel agency and they, there's a shop funny enough i think steve van sand um went to visit it in chelsea okay. um so those guys are great um phil jump um and okay. uh, r.i.p uh, steve jump as well so they were they were organizing Bruce tours all over the world. So it's actually my mum who told me about, oh, we've got this, um, these friends, Richard and Carol, down the road, and they go all over the world. And they told yeah. me about this Badlands. Um, so once I got into that, basically they do these big coach tours, you know, to like giant stadium. Yeah. There was like 300 of us, you know, and that was just amazing. Uh, in terms of kind of... Um, sort of stories or i mean I, I there's certain sort of songs that come out obviously you know you a lot of us bruce fans are talking about oh, okay i remember he played that you right. know so, so, something like the wrestler in stockholm it was, it was tipping down with rain it was so cold and he played wrestling i don't think he played it after that and i loved that song i loved the film yeah um so that was awesome uh i got a story about when i went to see him in stockholm okay three oh, sorry that was the same actually um same time um so again it's really kind of uh i was invited to um some friends were staying at, uh, as a celebration for their 50th um and i got invited to um stay there for sorry just have dinner with them i picked the cheapest thing on the menu because it's not a sort of place i can afford to stay at um so royalty so it's just start to think oh okay you know celebrities royalty so um, the table next to us was reserved and I was talking about, I had quite a few drinks by then. So I was talking about probably quite loud as I often do when I've had a few drinks. And I was just like, oh, and my mate says, like, be quiet, be quiet. And just turned to the left of you and uh, Bruce was, Bruce and the whole band was sitting on the table next to us, um, which was just amazing. Um, he did get eventually get sort of swamped by people and then he left, but mm -hmm. um, that was just pretty cool. I mean, I didn't... I didn't, yeah, I didn't go up and speak to him. You know, you don't want to disturb somebody when he's eating his meal or anything like that. And that's not kind of what you do. It's not the etiquette. But um, I remember <laughs> at the same time, so this is, yeah, Grand Hotel. So I've got my big ticket list on the wall, but they're all fading. But I'll have to show you that. Okay. See if I can, you can see it. Uh, oh, what am I doing? No, that's my camera. So that's oh, my ticket. nice. That's my ticket list, yeah. Mm -hmm. This is pretty great. cool. Um, so, uh, I just remember little things like I had a photo taken with Roy and he, he was talking about, you know, small earlier, he is tiny. 
<laughs> so I realised how. Then again, Bruce is pretty tiny. And I just remember something was taking ages at the bar. And I was like, "Excuse me, can I take it past?" And that was Gary Talent. You know, it was just that was amazing. Yeah, um, nice. and it was just cool. I mean, again, it's just the fact that they were there. Um, you know, I didn't really chat to any of them. Um, but yeah, so that was a cool story. Um, and things like you know, getting called out like on the roll call in Madison Square Garden. I mean, I love New York. It's one of my favorite places in the world. I just, I just love it. I just, mm-hmm. um, it's just an awesome place. Um, I just remember kind of getting the 50th person in. So it's actually, there was a, there's a paper in the UK called The Sun, which is an awful paper. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of Murdoch kind of um, paper. And there was a picture of me when Bruce took his mum up in the air and there's me right in the bang of photos. So people were like sharing me this photo of me, um, I'll have to find that for you and send you Oh, it. please um, do. So that I was right bang in the middle of the front row of Madison Square Garden. And then I was in the, uh, you know, uh, national newspaper. So, Very yeah, cool. I mean, in, t- in terms of like, yeah, a lot a lot of it really is, is you know, sort of talking about great shows like Paris Bercy in 2012. Those indoor shows were absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. Like, I think you played any modern stuff till like halfway through the set. It was one of those surprise sets where yeah. you just reeled out classic after classic after classic, and it was just absolutely incredible. Um, and then stuff like, you know, I went to see um, him in Oslo, and he, they came out and played the Lilyhammer theme tune and stuff like that. Oh, that's kind of cool. Which is really cool, yeah. So those sort of things, that's kind of like when people say, oh, why – Obviously, non-Bruce fans, Bruce fans won't understand. Yeah. You don't have to answer the question. They say, oh, surely it's the same set list. But, and then, you know, if I hadn't gone to Stockholm, I wouldn't have seen the wrestler. And if I hadn't have gone to – I mean, admittedly, I got into quite a bit of debt at the time, but I still paid off now. <laughs> well, and um, I always you, – you've described why I <laughs> – that's where my name of the podcast came from. Yeah. You know, yeah. when people, uh, you know, that – don't they're like lusting i don't understand and i i explained i said well a couple things you need to know one you know bruce very seldom does the same set list every night you know even on a tour 60 70 percent may be the same thing but it's in different orders and then easy 30 or 40 percent he changes every night and so the second thing you need to know is that a lot of Springsteen fans post the set list as it's happening on social media. I want and, to talk about it for years to come. Yeah. And, and then like, yeah. the last one is, so you follow along and you start that the person posting is doing self listing, but you, because you're not there, start become set lusting. Like, oh, I yeah. can't believe that he did the wrestler yeah. and I wasn't there. Oh my gosh, I've been, yeah. I, you know, Jolie Blonde's my one of my favorite covers. Oh, and he's doing it and I'm not there. And yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's where the name of the podcast actually came from. Oh, I, I can't, yeah, I agree with you. And I remember just when my, my friend who, who loves Bruce, yeah. Um, his first, I've been wanting to see Be True, which is my favorite songs. Yeah. Bruce songs. Um, I'm hoping to do a lesson on it next month. Okay. It's high at the moment in my subscribe star poll, but um, what I was going to say, and I, I was just like, oh, you lucky man, you got to see Be True, and you're, it was at Wembley, you lucky, you have no idea how long I've been waiting to see that yeah. song. You got to see it in your first, and you got to say, um, they were thinking about having it for his first dance at his wedding, you know, tougher than the rest. And he got to see that on his first gig. I'm like, Oh, how you're funny. Just so lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so talk to me about why, how did the idea of doing the podcast, I mean, the YouTube channel happen? Talk to me a little bit about that. So interestingly, I, I yeah, I've always been interested in doing different things and, um, for me, I'm kind of one of those, I say a little bit of a music entrepreneur, but I, you know, I wouldn't just want to teach. So my main job and income is, 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 is guitar teaching. So, and you need to have that. I just like to have a balance. So I'm also in a covers band as well. We do weddings. Um, so, you know, I wanted to go think about the YouTube thing. Originally I did this channel. Well, it's, it's still there. They're all the videos there. So it's JS music school is kind of my yeah website name if anybody would have check it out it's got a bruce shop on there and all that stuff 
with all the files on it and things like that. Um, <clears throat> and I basically used to do this uh, riff of the day thing. So I thought, well, there's so many like 30, 40 minute videos out there. This, this just do just a riff, like an opening riff. So, okay. and what I found was, I hadn't really thought about the Bruce thing. Um, what I found was I did some Bruce riffs, right? And they were getting 10, 10 to 15 times more views than any other thing. And obviously I'm a big Bruce fan. So I did quite a few Bruce riffs and I was like, well, wait a minute. So that kind of prompted me to think, why don't I just do a dedicated Bruce channel? And I was thinking, yeah, I'll just do that. And I've just been doing it for three years and, mm-hmm. you know, aiming to improve every session. And I've done well over 130 videos um, now. So, <clears throat> and that's kind of what it was. It was kind of like, well, there's not enough. Once, once I was sort of thinking, why are these getting so many views? Obviously, I was doing something right. But also, I just think there is that, it was kind of that demand for it. Obviously, being a Bruce, big Bruce fan, I don't think I'd be able to stomach doing this for any other artist because it's a yeah. hell of a lot of work the editing you know um but the fact that it's bruce you know and occasionally there's been songs i i i thought i was a big fan and some of my subscribe stars are massive massive and they're like they're picking songs that i would never actually heard before oh no so i hadn't even heard mr outside i know it's on the th- I, I probably skimmed it um um, which has been br- brilliant, and then even the what's the the Blood Brothers alternative version? I did a lesson on that. I was like, this is awesome. So, so um, yeah, it's been great. And again, yeah, it, it's ca- almost came out of a a learning kind of channel where like the spikes were in the Bruce videos. I think, well, wait a minute, why don't I just do a Bruce channel? Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, and then um, yeah, kind of three years later, still cracking on with it. So I'm going to be posting out Born to Run tomorrow. Nice. Um, got got a lot more instruments to record later today. Yeah, um, which is cool. So, so um, do is there anything that you especially love? Uh, you know, any highlights or songs that you're especially proud of that you're able to do this? Uh, so, so songs that I've, I've I've taught on YouTube. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, um, well, the I did the racing in the street live Paramount Theatre 2009, which is very long. Okay. <laughs> and I really so I kind of cheat because I'm not a pianist, but when I record the backing track, and Roy is not an easy person. So what you can do with technology these days, I can record my right hand first mm-hmm. at a slower speed, then the left hand, yeah. then link them together and speed it up. So it makes me sound like Roy. <laughs> yes. So, and that, I just love that and all the outro riffs that Bruce does, again, you don't hear on the original recording. And obviously, Prove It All Night, 78, uh, that I um, that was hard work, but I felt so good. Because sometimes, by the end of the week, I'm like, I never want to hear this song again. But I yeah, feel so exactly. good. I feel so good once it's uploaded. And, you know, and again, a lot of people on the whole, pretty positive, which is great. And mm-hmm. You know, I've had really nice comments. I mean, uh, some one guy sort of said that, you know, I'm so glad you got me kind of through COVID and stuff, you know. Oh, that's all the really nice to hear. Yeah. Which is brilliant. Yeah. I mean, amazing yeah. Um, subscribe stars. I mean, they're, they're really yeah. uh, complimentary and, and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, I would say in terms of, and I also did Jungle Land as well. I also sang in Jungle Land and Racing in the Street. I do sing in my covers bands, but normally it's a lot of, uh, so those videos, yeah, I was, I was really chuffed with those again, and stuff like Thunder Crack as well because it's just because it's so long. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's, it's it was very interesting programming in the drums for because Vinny, the early stuff, he's very jazzy and uh, mm-hmm. it would take a lot more work. So again, it's one of those things where once it's done. So interestingly enough, over Christmas, I'm going to be doing the Youngstown solo video. You know, the nils from Hyde Park, which is so difficult. So I, I, I did the video, I transcribed it, and um, yeah, it's an absolute um, nightmare. Nils just again, again makes you appreciate mm-hmm. how good he is. So that's I've got basically I said in the summer to my subscribe stars, I said, look, I can't do this at the moment. <laughs> I, need uh-huh. to, I need to improve my chops. Um, that's, so that's funny. Something I'm doing over Christmas. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that solo from Hyde Park or any of the like, you know, the live solos. So yeah, that will be an accomplishment once I've done it. So. <laughs> that is great. Um, 
James, are there songs you're still hoping to hear? Obviously, ex excluding the stuff from Letter to You and, you know, um, Western Stars, because none of us have gotten to hear them yet. But are there things that you uh, would still Definitely. like to hear live? Definitely. Again, so um, New York City Serenade with the strings. I think I'd be kind of like it's one of those things like I could die happy now if I saw yes, that. Yes, exactly. Okay. And, and then um, there's lots of songs like I'm always like, oh, why don't you play that more often? Where the bands are. Yeah. Absolutely love that song. And even a song that I don't think anybody, not many people talk about is Zero and Blind Terry. Yes. Absolutely love that song. Um mm -hmm. There's probably quite a lot more off the top of my head um, that I can't think of at the time. Yeah. Uh, I think I've pretty much seen, obviously, most of... Oh, yeah, sorry. A lot of Tunnel of Love. So Tunnel of Love is one of my favourite Bruce albums. So I love that album as well. Uh, Walk Like the Man, uh, Spare yeah. Parts. Um, uh, yeah, so Walk Like a Man, Spare Parts. I would, oh, I would absolutely love to hear yeah. those live. That would just be absolutely amazing. And Valentine's okay. Day as well, which I did a lesson on last week. Absolutely mm -hmm. love those songs. How do you pick what song? Now, partly because your um, your subscribers help you pick, but uh, are there other things you use to determine? Okay, this is I'm going to cover this one for now. Um, no, so at the moment it's basically my subscribers, uh, my subscribe stars. It's basically okay. Yeah, you know, you're on Patreon. It's basically the equivalent of Patreon. It's right. just um, I was having some issues with Patreon, but Patreon is a very good website. Um, so it's, it's basically yeah, it's just basically the same thing as Patreon. Okay. Um, yeah. And they basically um, I was getting so many requests in, and now do a monthly poll um, on the subscribe star site. So if they're in a particular tier they can they can vote and it's actually been really quite good fun um yeah i could even kind of uh so at the moment kind of out in the street so basically i do i put 10 songs and people can send me some requests and i can put those in the poll so at the moment out in the street goes to tom and joe and devils and dust and then either one of be true or take them as they come will come out in yeah. january so it's quite good fun i think people are enjoying it so um makes it you know it means they've always got a saying all the videos because what was happening was I was I was having a lot more subscribers got over 50 now which is just amazing oh Very that is great that. yes uh, I've even got some pupils that I teach where um, I've got a guy in Holland who runs a Springsteen tribute act and he has lessons over zoom oh how fun he's um they're really good um Bruce band um, they do big th tribute shows at theater I've got a guy in New Jersey, mm -hmm. which is amazing. And I've got a guy in Montreal as well that have lessons over. So it's been, it's been amazing. Yeah. Um, and, and I was lucky enough, obviously, you know, COVID was horrible for, well, for everyone. And sure, I was lucky absolutely. that a lot of people were stuck inside and watching my videos. So <laughs> yeah, that's I, yeah, great. I, yeah, cannot complain at all. It's been, uh, it's been great. Um, Good. Good for you. Um, any final thoughts before we get to the Mary question? Anything I should have asked you that I shouldn't? I haven't. No, I mean, yeah, I appreciate being on here. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. It's always good to chat about. It's one of those things because you can only chat about Bruce really with other Bruce big fans. Otherwise, it's not the conversation dies out very quickly. Well, um, <laughs> thank you, James. And yes, I, I, um, I am told that often, <laughs> you know, this is, you know, uh, and um, it is, yes, it is always a joy talking about this. And uh, this is so great. I enjoy, um, you know, I, I fly by your YouTube channel. Um, you know, I've subscribed to it and I kind of catch that. Much. And it, it's, it's always interesting kind of hearing how the sausage is made as the expression goes, right? Because, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, so, all right, uh, Jay Armstrong, who is an honors English teacher, he's recently retired from Philadelphia. He has a brand new book out, uh, Bedtime Stories for the Living. Um, but when he was teaching, he would, end, he would have his 
um, honors English class, Break Apart Thunder Road as a poem. And they would look at all the uh, lyrics in, in the um, imagery Bruce uses, talk about the themes of the song, compare it to Robert Frost, The Road Not Taken and other poems. And then at the end of the two days would ask his students, does Mary get in the car? So James, that is your question. Does Mary get in the car? I, I will have to, I mean, he asks her to climb in. Yes. So, <laughs> I would say, obviously you've got the last line, which is I'm putting out here of here to win, yes. which is suggests that, um, she's not in there, <laughs> but right. I, I, I would say that I suppose it's very hopeful. There's a lot of hope in that song. So I would say yes. Just okay. because of, um, yeah, I just, I think the overall theme of the song and what it's talking about, and it's, there's, there's that hope, there's that kind of like, oh, this is, you know, a town full of losers and all that sort of stuff. But there's also that, again, it runs through a lot of Bruce's songs where, you know, the world is, can be a horrendous place, but there's, you just got to cling on to that hope. So I, you know, I would say yes. Very nice. Very cool. If someone wants to reach you, how's the, what's the best way to do it, James? Um, so I uh, suppose they could go onto my uh, Springsteen Instagram or Twitter. Um, so my Instagram handle is, should be, is uh, Bruce Springsteen Guitar. Okay. Uh, on Instagram, um, on Facebook as well. You just type in uh, Bruce Springsteen Guitar Lessons. And what's your on, Twitter? So my t Twitter, I, did, I couldn't seem to get Bruce Springsteen Guitar. So it's Springsteen G U I T. Okay. Because obviously, you know, I've got in there late and somebody nicked that already. Okay. Um, so yeah, my Springsteen handle is, um, and um, yeah, my, my website uh teaching website is um which has links to the videos and obviously it's jsmusicschool.co.uk okay and, and if then, you'll if you'll email me that photo that yes. you want me to use uh and i will uh the link to your um website YouTube. and teaching youtube i will include all that in the show notes brilliant well, okay thanks very much yeah oh yeah, no, uh, no no i'm glad to do it if you uh, want yes yeah I was going to say if you you know if you ever need me or any help or or ask ask any random questions, you know, I'm happy for you to email me or whatever at any okay, time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I will. Um, I appreciate you. I hope you are having a wonderful holiday season. As we're recording this, this probably will not come out to January, but for now we're uh, we're about six or seven days away from Christmas Day, and I hope it's going to be a good one for you yeah, and, and you. your family. Um, thank you much. so much for joining. This has been a great conversation. I, uh, I, I, I know I will have you back so we can talk some more. This will be fun. Yeah, not a problem at all. Yeah. Thanks yeah. again. Best wishes to you and the family as well. And yeah, this is a very cool idea. And, uh, I, I think I, I came across your on Twitter before and it was just like, oh, this is great. Well, thank I, you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, very it cool is, idea. it is something I love doing. I just love talking to fans and, and people are passionate about music. So that's awesome. All awesome. right, listeners, you go get vaccinated, get your booster shot. Remember to social distance, wear your mask and to do everything you can to keep yourself safe. Let's be good to each other because that's how we're going to get through this. Thank you, James. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, listeners. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Cool. Thanks very much. Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation. And I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter at setlustingbruce, and my personal Twitter is at jessejacksondfw. We have a website, www.setlustingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Brew shirts, as well as a Mary Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash 
and right now, who does? You can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, that listening Bruce. The theme for Set Lessing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.